Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Seth. And we are track walking. Today, uh, Seth has no idea <laughs> what's coming. This is going to be fun. Yeah. We're going to be deep and philosophical, and I'm not entirely certain what we're going to be deep, deep and philosophical about, only that we're, uh, we're going to make meaning of the universe. Yes. About something. Very, very important things being, uh, being discussed. Um, cures to massive disease, um, the solution to worldwide poverty. And uh, peace, certainly. Yes, of course. And then, um, but really more to the point, um, why we do what we do as drivers. Um, so as one of the topics when Seth and I were tossing around this podcast, one of the topics that came to my mind was um, I always heard drivers when they talked about why they prepared, why we spend so much time getting the car ready, studying tracks, uh, making sure our we have good tires and our suspension is sorted and that we theoretically are we're taking care of our physical bodies is so that we can perform well is so that we can do the best we can. And ultimately, I think many drivers would say so that they can win. And That seems to be the whole goal of competing, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean you compete. Somebody has to win. Might as well be me. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think if you talk to any competitor, they certainly want to win. Now, yes. here's... And, and I think that that does something is this drive to want to win, to, to be victorious um, with our fellow drivers around us and things. Is that there's a, let's look at this from the story perspective, the stories that we tell ourselves. The story that we tell ourselves as we approach an event during the event and after the event is one of victory, is one that we we prepared well, we performed well, and we succeeded at what we were doing. And this story is one that helps motivate us, can help motivate us as we're in the long off season as we are at least up where I am. Uh, I know you have really no off season if you no we don't and we'll discuss that in another podcast not having an off season is exhausting sometimes <laughs> it sounds terrible i'll be honest <laughs> um but there's this story and and we want to we want to tell it to not only ourselves but to those around us that right. everything we do is so that we can win and i guess to put it frankly that sounds like a terrible story when you say it out loud, it sounds horrible. So, <laughs> so here, here's the story. We prepared well, we performed well, and we won. And then we went home and did it all over again. Right. That, well, but winning isn't an end point. That's the thing about saying it as a story. Because when, when we have a story, we assume there's like a the end. Mm-hmm. And the things that you and I do, even if we were to attend a race and win a race or win enough races that we won a championship, 
that's not really an end point. Um, it's the end of the day, but you don't go home and stop preparing right? and stop getting yourself ready. It, it, it is, that story really is a cycle. It's, it's not a linear thing. It's a circle. Sure. In which you you find out, you know, as soon as you cross the finish line and you win, you are back at the beginning again. Yes. Um, it's very Sisyphean. Ra- racing in general is... Yes. Is, is very much like that. Yes. Um, but you're right. So so we've, we've crossed the finish line. We've won. We started over again, and we start telling ourselves the story again. Yes. And what I hear a lot of drivers who... Um, at least find themselves on the podium or at least in the top top percentage of <coughs> drivers on any given weekend is that even in victory they need to find something to work on that there's never a flawless victory there's right. rarely like a runaway race um, there's always multiple races for GLTC anyway on a given weekend so you can maybe have a pretty dominant fashion in one race but we just haven't seen a driver run away with a weekend yet right and so there has to be these drivers have to find something to struggle with they have to find something to work on they have to find some flaw and some uh just something hard that they have to overcome. And that story, the story of overcoming, I think that is the far more universal story that drivers of all ages, all disciplines, that's the story that we can connect with. That's the story that all of us know. It's right. one of struggling and overcoming and persevering even if it may not even be a victory it's that story that as i was preparing uh this broke this bolt broke and i had to replace (laughs) it the night before load the car on the trailer i don't know what that's like but load the car on the trailer in the pouring rain and then our trailer got a flat tire on the it's like those are the stories we're right. all actually attracted to, and I think. Yeah, but we never want them to. We never want them to happen. They're great stories after the in, fact, only in retrospect, and and in many ways, like all the stories of racing, are are almost always better in retrospect. Yeah. Um, because living through, and this goes back to to anything hard that you do. If you go like train for a half marathon or a marathon, or you do, I used to do rock climbing and mountaineering, and there were there were certainly moments where I'd be halfway up a frozen waterfall, where I'd be like, pretty sure this is dumb, like <laughs> like being here in the moment. This, this is completely idiotic. This could break at any moment. <laughs> yeah, like. Like, I'm not even 100% certain, I'm not even 50% certain I'm actually having fun. But at the end of today, I will have had fun. Yes. And I've always been curious because I've, and it's like that with racing too. There, there are definitely times when I'm on a track with a whole bunch of people. And, and if I can't maintain my focus, every now and again I'll go, is this, is this really fun? Like, 
in the moment is this really fun yeah um and it always is afterwards it always is at the end of the day it always is the next day um and that's exactly right i mean when we when we hear these people who just regale us with their victory after victory after success and you success. know you know way better racers than i do no <laughs> no no but <laughs> no no just people like in the world it's like so right. i i made this this deal and it turned out great for me and then i used that money and i turned it i invested in this stock and it did great and i sold it right and then i you know it's just one victory after another and i one, I don't think that's that's actually how their life is. I think that's how they want to portray it. But that's not a story that everybody can relate to. I mean, the story everybody can relate to is I studied really hard for this test. The test came. I thought I was prepared. And I forgot, totally forgot about this one equation or this one part in the story. Right. Um, you know, I I was working but in, in racing. For it's weeks. in racing. It in, in racing. It's got to be even more extreme than that, Coke. Because last weekend you had, you had fifty people say, "I'm going to go to GLTC. I'm going to go race." And at best, Midwest three Festival. Three of those in Midwest Festival. Your GLTC Midwest Festival. At best, three people could have been winners. More than that, you had I three, think. You had three races, though, right? You had four three races. GLTC races. Four, four. Okay, so you had four GLTC races. Yeah, yep, I'm so, with you. So best case scenario, if we all trade victories and nobody wins more than one race, 50 people show up and only four people can tell a victory story. Yes. And even if that happens, each of those four people also has to tell three stories that aren't victory stories. Yes. And so it is the thing about racing is it's one of those things in life where um you you don't get to you don't get to pretend that you did better than you did. Um you know, it's it's really easy. We we see this in social media. People you have the highlight reels of their life, right? And you see success, success, success. And if you're racing, I mean, to some extent, you either won or you didn't. As people who race, we know that, right? And and being on the podium's good, and you know, the top ten is good, and yada yada. But but you won or you didn't. And so way, you know, forty nine people had to tell the story of not winning for one person to tell the story of winning. Um, and that makes racing really, really, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It, it makes it different than almost everything in life, right? Because if you go to work and, and you've got 50 people at your office, everybody can be successful in their own way. Everybody can be like, yeah, I'm good at work. And they can tell a success story about work. Sure. And... Um, everybody, you know, my kids go to school and there's, there's 25 kids in class and 25 kids in class can all do well. They, they may not, but they can, um, because we don't do that many things in our real life that are direct competitions that have a winner, especially as we start to become adults, grownups, we stop, uh, you know, playing t-ball and, and soccer and, and all those things, um, 
and it's hard for you and I to relate to this because we, we race cars, but most grown-ups don't compete. Right. They just don't. Well, and here's... and Which is why I think that the more universal story is in... But everybody struggles. In struggle. And right. why I think even if I put a much more fine point on it is that we we all strive for victory in racing or we at least strive to perform well in other aspects of our life. But what we love is losing. And let, let me let me run this by you. So, so we strive. Yeah, I want you to make this point. I want, I want to know. I want to feel this when you're done. So we strive for victory, but we love and we're invested actually in losing. Because, not because of the story we get to tell others, but because of the story that enables us to tell ourselves. So when we lose, or when something comes up, that either in preparation or in the race or afterwards or something like that, we hit our speed bump, our struggle, whatever it is, our difficulty, and it gets in our way or it affects our performance. Well, then what that allows us to do as drivers and as human beings is it allows us to tell us ourselves a story about how we would do had that not been there. Ah, okay. So now this podcast is going to come out before our Midwest Fest roundup. Um, So I will spare some of the details. Needless to say, I had a pretty catastrophic brake failure in, uh, well, nearly catastrophic brake failure in race three, which brought me in two laps early and the story I was able to tell myself from that I was actually doing pretty well in that race you were you were but man what if my brakes had held up that entire race I think I could have picked up another two three four spots right I mean, I right. definitely would have gotten that guy in front of me, and the guy in front of him wasn't too far off his pace. And this is a story I can tell myself. So as wonderful as telling our success stories are, the stories that really get underneath our skin and the stories that really drive us to continue to work harder are the struggles, the traumas in our lives even. Um, Anytime anything bad happens to us on the track, in life, um, in preparing anything, in retrospect, whatever it is, that that allows us to create this world where had that not happened, things would have been wonderful on the other side. (laughs) But what's, what's fun about that is no matter how the weekend goes, that story will exist. Yeah. If, if you didn't, if you didn't, you're looking at the at the brake failure that you're going to talk about in in the next episode as the thing. Sure. But if that hadn't happened, you would simply go back one more until you found the next the thing. Exactly. <laughs> and it would be there. Yes. And 
and everybody does that. Well, and that's why even if these drivers or you know the the bragger in your office or the person in your family who can't shut up about how great they are that what they're that what they're missing is that even in victory there's something you could improve on there's something that these people could have gotten better and that's why when i talk to the drivers who are winning races that they are finding ways that yeah you know performed really well but the car the the back end was rotating a little too much on entry that there's something that they can still tweak i really want to i think if i got just a little more power down low i could really get off the corner quicker so my start would be better there's always something that can be improved on so do we think that that pursuit of perfection is sort of like an asymptotic thing where you can't like you'll never quite reach it well i think that's your sisyphus reference right yeah that's true i mean you push and sisyphus for those of you who may not know is an ancient greek myth sure i think greek i think so (laughs) of the of a guy who died and his punishment was to roll a massive boulder up a hill only to have it roll back down and that is his eternity's work to roll this stone up and to roll it back down so then the question really becomes like when you reach the top with your boulder is that even really a victory because you know what's coming right after that right and that's why i think really it's it's in the struggles and in the the losing or in the underperforming that that's where we actually really enjoy being. That's when we can savor uh, the struggle of racing and of life is when things are hard. And I think what the difficulty in this is learning how to enjoy that. Right. And not, and not, quite believing the story that you tell yourself that well had this not happened you know the grass is greener over there had this had this brake failure not happened had i been able to do the presentation instead of my coworker, this would it's it's not about that it's just enjoying the fact that things are hard and that that struggle is what racing and what life I think is all about. Yeah, if you hate struggle, you're not going to have a very good time amateur road racing. You just that's yeah. that's not going to be the place you want to play. That's for sure. Fact. <laughs> yeah, if if you if you generally find that things come easy to you, um I would I would encourage you to try new things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, there's there's so much that's happened, certainly in my life outside of racing. You know, I've only been racing for three and a half years now. Well, driving right. for three and a half years. And, I mean, it's it's been hard. But at the same time, like, if you're not stepping outside of 
your comfort zone if you're not really trying. But in that three and a half years, you you continually move forward. Right. You didn't start doing something three and a half years ago and, and are still continuing to do that same thing you were doing three and a half years ago. Right. Um, my racing career is, if you could call it a career. Uh, yeah, let's call I it a career. I always, I always love that when amateur racers are like, yeah, this is my racing career. I've uh, spent uh, 35 years spending money on things. It's been great. Um, <laughs> but, you know, mine, mine started off uh, like so many did, autocrossing, right? And I autocrossed for a long time, and I rallycrossed for a long time. And then I did time trial for a little while, and I did one lap for five years, and now I'm racing motorcycles. And there's there's no there was there's very seldom a point, if ever a point, where I said I'm doing this thing, and there's nowhere I want to go from here. Um, and certainly I've seen that with you because I've known you for pretty much the entirety of your uh, of your driving career it and was, you have always had something you were working toward yeah um so if you do it like that the struggle's built in right because you're always because you're not there's not something where you're like i'm going to get to this thing and then i'll be happy right. um because this thing is simply a stepping stone to the next thing Yes. Um, yeah, what we need to be better at in racing and, again, I this this podcast is really one to, to explore how racing and real life actually interact. Right. I think if you want to be a good, happy race car driver and a good, happy person you have to really start to love to lose. <laughs> you have to yeah. really want to like to struggle because it's there that we can that we can tell ourselves again that story of had we done this it would have been better but you never get there because right. it's not it's not in the winning that we actually find the reason and the drive, no pun intended, the drive to keep doing what we do. It's in the difficulties that keeps us going. And if you're... And frankly, if, if I met a person who said, no, I'm happy with who I am and I don't need to change, that would be deeply disturbing. That person's a sociopath. <laughs> 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 Yeah, all the that person chops all of people's my, up in their spare time. All of my favorite people uh, will will admit at a, at the drop of a hat that they are deeply flawed and trying to be better. Yes. Um, and you're right. That's how we all are as as drivers too. Um, yes. I'm pretty sure every driver you talk to will talk about how they are. There are things they need to be better, whether they're they're a driver mechanic who needs to make their car better, needs to prep better, needs just needs to be in better shape to last a race, needs to, you know, do release the brake better on corner entry. You know, they are there's a constant state of improvement 
um, that we acknowledge as racers, right? We, we all acknowledge that about ourselves as racers. And I think we do that very fluidly. Um, and maybe that's why I like racers so much because they also do that with themselves in real life and go, Oh yeah, these are also the things I need to fix about me as a person. Um, you know, I do need, I need to be more attentive as a father, regardless of how good a job I'm doing. And I need to do a better job realizing that I need to clean the toilet before my wife goes, dude, did you look at the toilet? And you know, all of those things that, that you go, I'm laughing because I have a almost seven year old boy. And, uh, that's a, let's talk about a struggle. That's something we're working on. (laughs) Absolutely. So, so maybe we like racers as people, um, because they do acknowledge that struggle and it's, it's laid bare because of the hobby that we've, we've chosen to put before us. And so nothing reveals how much better you need to be than, than being judged on a weekend. And I think the Again. only addendum I'd, I'd want to make to that is that so when when something does happen, that we aren't so quick to blame something else. Right. That we aren't so quick to say, had that person not been there, I would have been fine. Um, had, you know, something exterior of our control. Because right. if, if we just blame somebody else or something else that's that struggles not our own right we were flawless we were perfect and this i do hear far more than i'm comfortable with from some drivers is that they were fine and you know they just either if it's in time attack i just you know i just couldn't get a clean lap in or you know the the weather wasn't just right for me that I couldn't put down my best lap or in wheel to wheel that yeah you know it's like this this guy cut me off at the start and you know I lost two positions immediately and just couldn't fight back it's like I guess but it's like you're you are in that case saying that I'm not the one at fault that thing that happened happen like i'm i'm doing everything great i'm fine it's all that and so when we talk about story part of it's just owning it right part of it is owning the struggle and owning the loss it's not blaming something or somebody else uh for that but the the drivers and stories that i find really compelling are that when those losses like those profound losses if it's a death in your family a divorce um you wrecked your car or somebody wrecked into you i i don't know what whatever it is but that you own that as part of who you are now yeah because if you don't then you're only you're essentially only saying that I'm perfect. I have no room for growth. Something you alluded to. And I I don't know. I just I can't I can't relate to that. No, it's yeah, it's how we like we've said, you know, how you how you do anything is how you do everything and and how you look at 
uh, racing, how you look at your time on the track is very, is often very reflective of how you look at the rest of your life. Um, and how you deal with the rest of your life and how you deal with adversity and how you deal with those things that, that admittedly you really didn't have control of. Um, yeah. there, there will be times when somebody drove into the side of you and, and you, you didn't have control over that. Um, but that's irrelevant. Um, past to that moment, um, the thing that caused it is irrelevant. It's only what you do moving forward. You evaluate your car. Is your car, you know, can your car continue? good, then we're not going to worry about it for the remainder of this race um, because we're going to keep going. Um, And then when we get off the track, we need to evaluate the car. And and so all of those, you know, all of those things happen in real life too. You know, you have, we have, we have minor tragedies, like somebody smooshes your, your daily driver on the road and we have major tragedies where a loved one dies. And, and there's a moment where you have to ex. I don't want to say accept that it happened, but at least acknowledge that it happened. Sure. Um, in order to continue with that thing that you're doing that's very important. Um, and frequently in life, it's just the act of living and, and taking care of your family and doing all those things. And in racing, it's, you know, finishing the race or or getting ready for the next race or or doing all of that stuff. And I I think like you've alluded to before, the better we get at that as racers, um, the more we're able to accept those things as racers and let them let that part of the story become part of us, the better we become in real life um, accepting those same things and dealing them dealing with them not not necessarily in a way that's productive, but in a way that that helps us continue on with our race. Yeah. Um and and to be better and be better because we we hope in a race this thing happened and I look at it and I can learn from it and I can be better and in real life we can take that same thing you know this thing happened and I can learn from it and I can be better yes and I would want to encourage anyone who's listening as well as the two of us because it always bears repeating is that the thing that connects us are not our victories. They're not, <laughs> they're not the things we do great. The, the, the one thing that connects us is we all deal with shit from time to time. So we all make mistakes. We all screw up. And that we've got to find a way to live with that. We've got to find a way to make it part of that story. And and just kind of move forward. So it's like if if there was any like advice section and something I desperately need to keep learning is like you have to learn to love to lose. We have to you, we have to really become invested in the struggle of racing and of life. That's you know if. If you can't find your 10 millimeter, it's like, <laughs> man, you, you got to laugh at that because it's, of course I lost it. It's a 10 millimeter. Right. I mean, you, you can get frustrated. I get frustrated all the time. You know, I, the story I love to tell is, oh yeah, you know, my, my time working on my car is such a meditative time. It's like, no, I, I am <laughs> so, I, I don't want to say miserable, but man, it is... <laughs> 
most of the time it's me searching for what I just put down and getting frustrated that it's not going as well as I wanted to and stuff like that. But it's like that, but that's it. You know, there, there's no like, there's no like pearl at the end of this, like what you're doing now, the struggle, like that's, that is racing. It is. And, and I don't know how to give that up. Um, I've been doing this with on and off with cars for, I mean, I could say my whole life because I've been playing with cars and dirt bikes and everything since I was the first time I brought home a dirt bike and had my mom yell at me for buying something I shouldn't have was when I was uh, 16 years old. And I, you know, did the mom, can I borrow your van? Sure. And I came home with a dirt bike and I got yelled at. And so, um, and I've been racing now autocross, you know, starting at autocross for probably 19 years. And, and part of me would love to quit, right? Like love to be like, <laughs> cool. I just want to like uh, crochet and watch football. I'm out. Because it would, it would be, I mean, so many times I'm like all of the hard part, and this isn't true, but there are certainly days when I say all of the hard parts in my life are self-inflicted because I decide to go racing. <laughs> and, and if I just like lit everything on fire, life would be so much easier. What? And the the truth of that is there has been there's been periods of time where I have stepped away from from racing um, when my kids were very little um, and there wasn't time or money for that and and that's not true at all um, because life fills itself up with things that you have to fight against no matter what it's just when you're racing uh, those things are like wearing a billboard like one of those big sandwich boards in the front and back of you that says I did this to myself. Um, because all of your struggle and your pain and your bleeding cash and all of that is very obviously done to yourself. Yeah. Um, well, I think, but it's going to happen anyway. And I think as you know, as we're talking about this, you know, Becky and I drive our wheel-to-wheel race car to the track and back. It's the inexpensive option that we have, so that's that's the reason we do it. And as we've been talking about getting a trailer, getting a tow vehicle. Maybe even an RV. Adam is a terrible influence. He is. He's here. yeah. He makes RV ownership seem like it would be so much fun. It's glamorous. <laughs> Talk about somebody who loves the struggle. That dude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but as as we talk about that, it's it would actually be more money. You know, certainly an upfront cost would be more in gas to get there. But there's some sort of ease about knowing that if something happens to the car you can get it home you certainly drive in more luxury than we currently have in our loud rattle trap miata um but at the same time there we would lose something in that yeah transformation we would lose that that struggle story in yeah, we just drove four and a half hours driving our Miata with the trailer behind it uh, through the snow, which we did a couple years ago coming back from mid-Ohio. Um, yeah. And that's that's interesting. And, I, and I'm sure like there will <laughs> – I'm sure I know for a fact trailer and tow rig 
stories that there are struggles there. They're just different. Yeah. But the struggle and the story that we have now is that we drive our, our race car to the track. And right. I think that's that's going to be a sad day. I think it's, it's coming for sure. And that'll be a sad day in some ways. It'll be interesting. I actually, one of the reasons I stopped uh, time trialing is because the car I was time trialing pretty much required being trailered because it was, it made your Miata seem like super plush and accommodating. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. Um, well, the the other thing is, you know, it was Texas and there was no air conditioning. Oh, and that's yeah. like, there's, there's, a, there's a death aspect to that Fair. whole thing. And I hated trailering so much that when I thought about another weekend, when I thought about a track weekend, just the logistics of of on and off the trailer, because that's always, there's always something slightly sketchy putting cars on and off a trailer, unless yeah. you've, like, you have a, you know, a good trailer and you winch the car on and you do all of those things and you have two friends to help you guide it on, which I never did. It was like me and my dirt driveway you know, driving a car up the ramps, hoping the world didn't end somewhere between when I hit the ramps and when I got in the trailer. You hope that hitch is on there real good. Yeah. And, and, you know, you got to check the, check the tie down. So you tie the car down and you drive 20 miles and you check the tie downs again and you check the bearings on the trailer and, and you're, you're definitely going to get a flat at some point, which of course I did. And, you know, even if you have a spare and all the things to, to change it. And when you get there, you know, you have to unload the car. And people are like, oh, but if I wreck it, I can just drive it home. And that's cool. But depending on how bad you wreck it, getting it on the trailer is not trivial. Right. Um, it gets to be borderline impossible if you wreck it bad enough. So, so you know, it got to be one of those things where I got to the point where I didn't want to go because I had to put the car in a trailer. And that's when I shifted back to going, cool, I'm just going to have a street car with air conditioning and 200 treadwear tires that I can drive to the track. And if something happens and I put the car into a wall, I'll get a U-Haul. Come back for it later. Yeah, I'll come back for it later, but at least I won't go into the weekend going, God, I hate this. So there's a limit to the struggle where we go, yeah, I don't want it anymore. Yeah. Um, and that for trailering was that for me. So there you go. Learn to learn to love to lose. Become yeah, invested st- in your struggle. That's <laughs> yeah. That's that's, the, that's the thing. Is yeah. It's it's. I think every racer can uh, can definitely can relate to the the fight and the struggle and the pain and and everything that goes along with racing um so tell us what you think uh what's feel free to share like something what's what's like your story of struggle (laughs) yeah let us know how you have fought against this crazy racing that we do it's it's absurd and and a lot of people's off-track struggles, you know, they bring to the track with them. Some people can't help it. That it's, it could be a physical impairment. It could be, um, I I don't know what it is, but we'd we'd be fascinated to hear if you're willing to share. 
this is the Track Walking Podcast. Um, please rate us and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever, wherever you're listening to us. Uh, it really does help the algorithms and everything. And um, feel free to check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Track Walking Podcast. And um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep this going. Uh, really, tip of the iceberg stuff. We we talked about at least two or three other topics planted in here that I think we could <laughs> definitely keep talking we'll ex- about. We'll expand on this at some point. But uh, we are track walking. I'm Scott. And I'm Seth. Thanks a lot for joining us. We'll talk to you next week.